there's always some time when we it's like we've never learned how to be uh, professionals. Um, <laughs> we we do this and I, I've never heard any other podcast actually do it where we're like talking to someone and they're making their point and they're on their way to their point And we yeah. say, yeah, like you do in a normal conversation with yeah. people. I like never hear that on other podcasts, but we do it all the time. Do you think they just do you think they say it and then they cut it? Or do you think that like, I, oh, should we not it's be possible? But I know that positive but reinforcement like, to our guests. But some of these are like I'm listening to podcasts that I know like aren't really editing and especially not in the way that I do where I'm like. Yeah. Uh, listeners, uh, Brian has grown wings. Yes, I was doing little claw motions. You you got wings out of that? Yeah, you're turning into very demon. small wings. You're, on my you're the demon that perches on my shoulder and tells me to say the F slur. <laughs> I am the Frank Peretti demon that goes by the name of Reclaiming. <laughs> I'm very good friends with the demon that that's named Dei. It's okay. Just say you're gagging before it. <laughs> So like I'll, I'll get, you know, all of our, our files together and someone, you know, will have our guest talking and then like the three of us will all say yeah at different times. Mm. And in that case, it's either just whoever says it says it first gets to keep their yeah, yeah. or uh, whoever says it during the gap. That way I have to do the least amount of work to like realign it so that, like it's, you know, it's between lines. Sure, sure, sure. But I mean, it feels like now you've given me this information and yeah. that was a mistake because yeah. now I'm just going to say yeah as fast as possible. <laughs> it's also you just said sure, sure, sure. That's like the primary thing I cut. Is I almost sure, sure, sure. always cut your sure, sure, sure's or your oh, yeah, that's right. So many possible worlds, but we got First of all, possible worlds—the first and only podcast. Oh yeah, that's right. Sure, 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 sure. sure. I'm the worst of all possible AJs. I'm the worst of all possible Brian's. Josh Borman died fighting fires in Quebec this weekend. We we actually all went up together. We all took a yeah. car up there. Uh, we sang Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody mm-hmm. as we were driving up. We sang we sang about eight lines of Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody like eight times. Yeah, I think over and over again over and over again. Episodes. Yes, yeah. yes. And so uh, the the thing was is that you know it's a long drive to Quebec obviously so the sun eventually went down but Josh just refused to turn on the headlights uh, <laughs> and we kept saying Josh it's too dark it's too dark he's like this is the way I like to yeah. see he's like this is just like thief or thief too I'm in my I'm in my natural environment he's in his element yeah. and so uh, it was a Honda element actually it was a Honda element and we were and uh, <laughs> very high safety rating and and still and yet death. we drove off the road we <laughs> spun around for a bit and I woke up and I got to hear Josh's last words Oh. Which was uh, suck my dick, Robert Moses. Oh yeah, he's still he's still hot about that. Yeah, I, I didn't have the heart to tell him that Robert Moses never did anything in Quebec. We're, We're doing, doing great. so great. Uh, hey, guess what? Josh is away. And while Josh is away, AJ will play. Oh. Today, we are covering a show called Awake. Yes, you picked this. I picked this uh, <laughs> because I love this show and I, I've been dying to talk about it for a very long time because AJ I like is the one fan. I am of the Awake sole 20... fan of this show. And I am By here the way, there are other There are other you. shows called Awake. There are movies yes. called Awake. No, no, this is this a is TV not... show from 2012 with exactly 13 episodes that yes. no one watched yes, correct. on ABC? Uh, no, it was NBC. N- on NBC? This was an NBC show. 
This was during Boy. a time when NBC was taking a lot of risks. Yeah, yeah, with they did shows. Hannibal. Yeah. yeah, Hannibal came out a few years after this, but before yeah. this was Kings. That was sort of the first yeah, one. Kings, that I remember Kings being was like a very a, strange, a big uh, fantastic moment. show. It's really great. <laughs> really, which we will talk yeah. about on this podcast yeah, at, at some, point. some point. But today, I want to talk about this one because it is such a little gem of a show, and uh, it's one that's very, very near and dear to my heart. And it is not the Hayden Christensen movie where he is awake during surgery and the whole thing is just oh, no. images of an unconscious Hayden Christensen and then a voiceover of Hayden Christensen going, oh, oh, no, don't cut into ow, no, for like an hour and a half. Oh, wow. that Because that is a good premise. Maybe not for a feature length movie, but like the, like the actual like five minute, 10 minute short terrible sure. fear of being awake while under anesthesia, but non-responsive. Yeah. 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 You also need an actor that can sell it, I think, a little bit better than Hayden yeah. Christensen. Bless his heart. He's good. At a lot of things. Yeah. yeah I will say if you want to see off. a fantastic Hayden Christensen performance, watch Shattered Glass. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Great movie that has nothing to do with. This no, TV show no, 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 no. that you love and I don't. No, 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 no. There is there is shattered glass in this, Brian. There's plenty of shattered glass. How do you how do you think the show starts? It starts with a car crash. There's so much shattered glass yeah, in the car crash. Yeah. yeah, they just begin with the car crash. They don't they, they don't yeah. like reveal that later in the episode that that's a thing that happened. No, no, no. Because they have to explain this premise to the point where once you get to episode three, they're like, yeah, instead of a theme song, we just have to walk you through we the premise. We have to walk you time. through the premise. Just sit right back and we'll hear, we'll hear a, a tale, tale, a tale, a tale of fateful car. Michael Britton. His name is Michael Britton. Yeah, and he's British. Shh, Brian, no one's supposed to know that. <laughs> you can tell because he still has the accent sometimes. No, he does not. How dare you? Yes, he does. How especially at the end you? of the pilot, he still has that accent. Oh, no, I disagree. I think Jason you, Isaacs You can't is a, disagree. I you disagree. just didn't hear it. No, I he disagree. He goes entirely British in the last 12 minutes of this episode. Oh, man, I don't know about that. Well, let, let's let's back up a little and just give a little context about this show. I do, I do know about that. Uh, it is called it is called Awake, as we have said. Um, yeah. uh, this show was created by a man named Kyle Killen. Yeah. Who made what his, a guy. Who made his big, like, sort of claim to fame by uh, getting on the blacklist and writing uh, for a screenplay called The Beaver. Yeah. So, for people who don't know what the blacklist is, uh, it was started by Franklin Leonard and it was this yeah, idea. James Spader took over. To, it's run like eight or nine seasons now. Your mom probably watches it. Yeah. Dalton Trumbo was on it. So, the blacklist was like taking this idea because the 90s were we've talked about this before in like the heart condition episode and things like that the 90s were like the era of like you sell a screenplay and then it gets made into a movie yeah right and there's so many movies that have no ip attached to them right. it's just like they get one they're they're mid-budget right they yes. get one famous person or two famous people and they just do it right the only thing that really yeah. survived from that point onward was like romantic comedies for a little while. And yeah. Then and then those, those eventually were, yeah. Um, but like sometimes, yeah, sometimes they were super formulaic. Sometimes they weren't, you got some real interesting gems out of the era uh, for that reason. And the blacklist was this circulation of screenplays that had not been produced. It's like these things that, that, that other writers have seen that, that have been in the system that producers have seen, but no one's optioned it. No one's produced it. It hasn't been made. Uh, and one of these scripts was for a movie called The Beaver. Yes. And I remember hearing about this on like Slash Film. I yeah, think really I, I covered it. I remember people talking it. about it when it was still a script. Yeah. They were like, this was like, it was the first time I had ever heard of The Blacklist because people were like, this script is so good. Yeah. That like it needs to be made for a, into a movie. And this is what's actually a problem with modern studio system is that a movie like this <laughs> can't get made. And then 
The movie got made by Jodie Foster. Yeah, who, who, who decided that she wanted to do a favor for her friend. She wanted. Yeah, there, there was an actor who had been out of out of work for a little while. Uh-huh. He, you know, had some run ins with the law. Yeah, had a couple uh, and, and had expressed um, some opinions that some, he had held some, some real opinions while, while under the influence of alcohol, but also sometimes uh-huh. probably not under yeah. the influence of alcohol. No, everyone's favorite Australian. Yes. Mel Gibson. Yes. Although, of course, he is actually American. He just well, this this got made into the movie The Beaver, where yes. most people were like, why is this movie called The Beaver? And, and what was interesting, I found when people watched it, they were like they, they actually kind of gave the script middling reviews when they actually yeah, yeah. ended up sitting down to watch the film. And I heard um, on the Blank Check podcast, Griffin Newman had a very interesting theory about it, which is like. It was one of those scripts that was too good to be made into a movie. Yeah. Like Sometimes was, things just read really well. Yes. And then they, they don't, it doesn't make for a good final thing. Right. right. And in terms of Kyle Killen's career, that's sort of the recurring motif. <laughs> is that a lot of this yeah. stuff reads really well on paper. And then when you put it into actual practice, it doesn't end up going well because the next thing he does is a show called Lone Star that show dealt with a man who had two families in Texas that he was juggling his life between so already this guy writes the same TV show every time not every time because uh, after Awake the next big TV show that he would work on is none other than the Halo series on Paramount Plus. He was the showrunner for the first season of oh, the Halo series on Paramount Plus. That's the, that has a lot of like nudity in it, right? Yeah, Master Master Chief does get nude. That's weird. Fully nude, and he he fucks. Does he have a face? Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like a Mandalorian like, kind of thing. I keep the helmet on. No, he does not. I don't, I don't know what Master Chief actually sounds like. I just did I mean, Solid it was Snake. Kind of that. Okay. Yeah, it was, it's, it's Solid not, Snake under a helmet. It's not not that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> We've lost all the fucking like 10 years ago. It was like everyone was fucking on TV. Now no one fucks or like yeah. they'll do the Netflix thing where people fuck all the time in season one and then they never fuck again. Right. Yeah. That was The Witcher. That was Bridgerton. Yeah. Well, it's the, very strange. Well, Everyone is born with a certain amount of cum. Uh-huh. And then once that's depleted, you just can't have sex anymore. <laughs> They didn't do enough semen retention on the TV show. Yeah, no, no, they didn't. They they shot their load too early. So so Lone Star is a, okay. It's a guy with two families. Does he also solve mysteries? No, he does not. No, oh, no it's, it's it's more it's more in lines with like Dallas. So there's a lot of like mm. it is it is more in the soap opera okay. vein of things. Whereas Awake is just a hundred percent a procedural. Yeah. Until it kind of stops being that at a certain point and abandons that format entirely to be uh something much weirder and i think more interesting which is why well, i it like it should this show. be more interesting and then it just doesn't doesn't well, do anything i think i think some of the i think the three episodes that we're going to talk about okay, today sure at least are the most interesting ones in the whole series yeah, they actually use the premise yeah. they use the premise really really well it the show especially on this rewatch because I've, I've seen the show a lot it it tries to be a whole bunch of different shows along the way. Each episode is sort of like, well, what about this? And what about this? Which is actually, I think, what a lot of these kind of shows do in season one. Yeah. Either yeah, that yeah. or they are the exact same thing every time, like Law and Order, where it's right, just where like, it's like Dick Wolf has made the same show for 50 years. What ended up happening was Kyle Killen had this idea where he was like, so what if you couldn't actually tell if you were awake or asleep? Like, what happens if you can't burst the bubble and you're like trapped in a dream world and how scary that would be? And he decided to make that... Oh. Oh, then that's script. Terry Gilliam's Brazil. It is. We'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fox 
passes on the original on the pilot for Awake. They they what? pass on the series because of course they fucking would. They produce Lone Star, <laughs> so they're not they're not going to take a bet on this. But my guess is that he had a certain contract with Fox and that they had to have like write a first refusal or something on all of it on like the yeah, next sure, three sure, projects sure. after the Beaver. So he sells it to NBC, who at the time is as we mentioned before buying just like really and making really fucking weird shows, just like swinging for the fences yeah. because NBC is in a huge time of flux they had some executive i guess who just really wanted to like i don't know give this guy a whole bunch of money and see what the fuck he could do because yeah. of the strength of the beaver script like it seems yeah. like he's still kind of riding high on that success so they hire on david slade to direct the pilot mm -hmm. and david slade has directed episodes of black mirror he directed bandersnatch which is yeah the he's, Choose Your he's, Own Adventure. A, he's kind of a top of the line tv director yeah. he's someone who like you look at his credits and you're like oh okay yeah he did yeah. breaking bad he did a couple mm -hmm. episodes of hannibal he did what he did Bef an episode of breaking bad of of what breaking bad of breaking bad yeah you're saying breaking bad yeah. You're emphasizing breaking? Yeah, breaking bad. 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 See, because you're making it dactylic. You're you're making it into a dithyram. Breaking bad. You're you're about to you're about to say this as like an ode in a Greek chorus. I'll dithyram What? What are you gonna dithyram? My love into your heart. Oh. So anyway, uh, David Slade comes on to direct the pilot and basically sets the visual style for the entire yeah, series. No color. Well, kind of. <laughs> you're going to do you're going to do a cool wash and then a warm wash. Yeah. Well, OK, here's the thing, though. I think it's very clever and I think it's very effective at getting at orienting you in what world you're in at a given time. I've, I think it is so dull on both ends that you forget which wash you're looking at. I, I, like, oh man, I don't know. I, I feel like I, what, I think the remarkable trick of the show is you're never at a point where you're like, I don't know where I am in terms of the parallel timeline. You should, you should have that moment of not knowing where well, you are. And then That's they play the, with that. No, they, 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 but poorly. They, they do play with that. He loses, he loses his armband. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But they, they do end up sort of uh, differentiating and playing with it as the show goes on. And then sometimes he gets stuck in one reality and that sort of abandons it. But we should probably set up the realities, first of all, because this show is not, does not want to be just one procedural. It wants to be two at once. This show stars uh, Jason Isaacs, who many of you yeah. might know uh, as Lucius Malfoy in the Harry Potter films. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He also um, uh, listeners. I, I'm not familiar with Harry Potter movies, so it just that's not yeah. me being like, oh, yeah, I've, I've watched every one of these movies. No. Nope. And then nope. just like, whoa, that was him. No, yeah. no, you just haven't you haven't seen them. No. So Jason Isaacs is a British actor who yeah. the reason why his accent work, I think, is so good in this show yeah, for the most part, except when sometimes he's just British again. It's just not. It just, it happens, I just don't. I don't it hear it. In like I just three episodes. don't hear it. Yeah. British listeners, please listen and see if you can hear it. Because I, I was American listeners, fooled. why don't you listen and see if you can hear it? Because I could. Hey there, you are listening to a preview of a premium episode of The Worst of All Possible Worlds. If you'd like to listen to the rest of this, head on over to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash worst of all. And you can listen to not only the rest of this episode, but our entire backlog of premium episodes, bonus episodes. And if you subscribe at the $10 tier, you will get an extra episode of the podcast 
every single month. Again, that is patreon.com slash worst of all. Hope to see you there.